As soon as we women have a little privacy, we can start the movie. <laughs> hey, how's it going? This film is for girls only, boys. Uh, that's okay, ma'am. It's nothing we haven't seen. Yeah, um, besides, Mr. Van Driesen said we could see it. <laughs> yeah. He said it would be, um, good for us to learn, um, you know, more about chicks and their boobs and stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> Well, I think I'll go and ask him if that's true. So, uh, any of you chicks want to make out during the movie? Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. Who? Yeah, it's you, Bruce. What? Yeah, and this is episode 137. We're back, everybody. Hello. Yes, it wasn't my fault this time. It's always your fault. But we're not alone, Bruce. (gasps) We're not. We have someone today. Who do we have, Ron? We have Deep Roots' own Steve Bowden. Hello, guys. It's me. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Released any new games lately? Uh, shown prototypes of them. Not necessarily released any, but yeah. <laughs> Hear that, folks? Prototype. Remember, it's just the, it's the prototype. Remember, when you don't like the artwork of the cabinet, it's prototype cabinet. Right. It's not the final mm-hmm. artwork. It's, it's right. a prototype. Mm-hmm. So, Bruce, have you seen Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland? I have, and I've actually talked to somebody who's played it. Oh, my. Oh, my. Besides Steve, of course, now. Right. Yes. Uh, Ashley. Ashley played it. Ashley was down there, and she actually won the women's tournament down there. Ashley Ludwig, a former guest of ours? Yep. Congrats to Ashley. Yep. Uh, She liked it. She liked it a lot. She said the shots were really satisfying. Uh, Let me bring it up here, because this one's a toughie. To, like I'm trying to follow where some of the ramps go, and it's very hard. It's very Papa Duke. Uh, yes, this is extremely Papa Duke. This might be the most Papa Duke that Papa Duke could Papa Duke. Papa Duke. So what can you tell us about Retro Atomic Zombie Adventure Land, Steve? What's the story? There's got to be a story behind this crazy game. Well, yeah, there is a story that will unfold as you get deeper into the game, sure, but not much of it was shown at Houston, I mean, we didn't have much in there to uh, play through. But, uh, you know, we were able to get a couple of modes and start the multi-ball and shoot the crazy ramp and kill a few zombies. And uh, and we got a lot of data and analysis from those two days of 20-some-odd hours of play. And we're going over it to see what we need to do. So are the zombies, did they come with the aliens or did they come to life because of the aliens? I think they would if I, I think if I recall correctly, the zombies were there, and then like Ned landed, and then he caused the zombies to awaken. So who's Ned? Ned is the big bad. He's the designated big bad guy. So you have to defeat him because reasons. And so Angela is the Martian princess who is supposed to defeat him because of other reasons. So yeah. So the rest of it, the rest of the story, you'll find out as uh, this game gets more fleshed out, and you get the whole package. So, yep. 
so they basically, I, from what I've read so far, they landed on an amusement park mm-hmm. and released some kind of gas. Right. And the amusement park just happened to be on burial ground, of course. Because of course, because of course it is. Where, where else would it be? And, right. and we have zombies. And right. I assume this, this dude in the center of the play field here pointing at me menacingly is Ned. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's the bad guy. You have to beat him. He's where you get your jackpots from. So, Steve, over the two days, how did the system hold up? If you can tell you anything about that, you know, the reliability. I, I heard good things and bad things, of course. I heard the, the flippers were actually strong at a show, which is ho-ho-ho surprising. But anything else you can tell us, like, from your data? Not explicitly. I mean, I can tell okay, you what no, happened no. there. But yeah. I, I know that, I mean, th- things that, were, that happened were expected to happen. So we kind of analyzed things that did happen. <laughs> so we know, oh, things that, we, we know things that were going to happen. And so they did. And so we reset games and put them back in play. So, okay. yeah. And so uh, once those were looked at, then as soon as we got the games back, we started working on those things. So those who were there knew what happened. And, and uh, you know, some of the good things and, and the bad things that we kind of knew what happened because it's the prototype. How long have you been on this game? I guess since I got I mean, since I got okay. hired. Yeah. Okay. So that would be a year. I mean, officially, right? Because I was, I was, I started last year in September. Yes. So yeah. So it would be since then. Okay. So like, as far as like rules and all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know, I've been contributing since then. Yeah. And this is this is definitely a J-pop J-pop game. I mean, when I <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, oh, oh, okay. You okay? This is a gift. Okay, thank you for this gift, J-pop, and let's see what I can do with it. Are the rules like a is it like a group effort? Is it like a J-pop vision type thing that you're trying to bring to life? How does that all come about? Because a lot of the design, obviously, he has specific inserts and things in the playfield. There's, there's obvious ideas he had mm-hmm. on how yeah. this should go. And I have to, t- and I'm taking what the playfield gives me, and we have the story that's been that's been written by Quinn Johnson, and so. I'm taking that and also what the playfield gives me and formulating a rule set that uh, I can use with this because, you know, the playfield was there. So I had to, I'm just looking at it and say, okay, what can I do with this? That would be fun. And then if it isn't fun, let's not do that and try something better. All right. Well, I'm looking at the playfield now and I will say looking at it, the, the greenish tint to it. And Bruce, I don't know if you saw this. It, it had a very um, big bang bar feel to me. Oh yes, totally. Totally. I totally agree with that. The green, the kind of spacey type mm-hmm. artwork, and and the what is it? The the doozy, yeah, the, the dizzy font, doozy, the dizzy doozy font is literally looks like Circus Voltaire font almost verbatim. All right, the slightly wacky, you know, concentric O's, slightly electric font. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, not not quite that, not quite matching that, but yeah, now that I'm trying to envision Circus Voltaire, yeah, I can see that. But uh, we have our, we have our zombie. We have our zombie. We have the atomic shop. Mm-hmm. We have the old swinging target, the the bash right. swinging target. Right, way in the back. Way yep. in the back, and we have this thing next to the atomic shop, which I'm trying to figure out what the heck this thing is. Is it like a flap? Where is it? To the left or to the, the right? To the left of the atomic shop. Oh, that, yeah, that's a ramp. That's a really short ramp that hits that hits a stand up. That's over it. Really, I'm just looking yeah, at it's that. A, it's a stand-up that's elevated, so you're gonna—that's gonna be pretty important for scoring. Oh, okay, I can see it more now. 
Yeah, the Dizzy Doozy is sort of blocking it like a bodyguard, but you can spin him out of the way, and then the path will be relatively open to that. Still a hard shot, yes, but yeah, once you move the bodyguard out of the way, then you can get past it and get to that. And so, and there'll be rules attached to that target, which will help you with scoring. It's got the um, Ferris wheel, mm-hmm. like the um, the Cyclone Ferris wheel. It's back there. Yep, yep. respect. Yep. Respect. And it has another like motorized roto target thing on the left side that I know is are they like ducks or something? Yeah, it's rotating ducks. Yep, it's like you know you have your duck gallery where the ducks sort of show up and then they go down and they come up and they come down. So it's, a, it's like a circle that rotates, it's like a rotating disc that's over there spinning. So if you shoot that, you shoot that over there and it's you hitting a duck. And you might not hit the duck because, you know, when you shoot a duck, you know, in the carnival, you might not hit it. So you do have to hit it in a certain spot to get it. So, uh, yeah. So it's a big target to hit that duck area. Now, yeah, that's what that's over there. That's always spinning to get to get a duck. And so it's going to be important to get ducks, especially in the early game. And they will get uh, a little more important as you advance in the later game. But, yep, yeah, that's what's hiding over there. And, uh, I mean, most people miss what's on the far right. Well, I see two spinners, so that makes me happy. Right there, that's there. Yeah, there are, there are two spinners. There's one on each side. But even further to the right, on the lower right, you see three X's, right? You see those? Yes, I see the three X's. To the right of those, underneath the flap, are three drop targets. Really? Okay, yeah, because you can't oh, see yeah. them too well in the, uh, the one picture. Okay. Right, and so those get missed a lot. And so what that is the uh, bowling alley. So you use that to get your strikes and spares for bowling. So that's another part of the adventure land that you need to explore. Now, the other thing that really comes out to me is that like all the, the inserts are like the, the way the designs seem to be now is you just use these multicolored inserts and you just flash different colors. Mm-hmm. And there's like literally no text on most of them to see one that is like this. We're pretty much it's all text. It's it's like an older school. It's like an older school game. It's more like a '90s game. Mm-hmm. Now that still doesn't preclude using multiple colors, of course. But I mean, most of it, but there's text on there, so you it's kind of clear to see what it's aiming to do. Even though that one arrow might do multiple things on that specific shot, it's like just for example, if you have um, like there's a an, underneath the word atomic, there's a little atom looking. There's an arrow with an atom in it like a, a drawing of an atom, that arrow will indicate certain awards, but it still has to do with the atomic feature. Okay. So it would still have to do with that. So, but, it, but I might color it different colors depending on what I need for that feature. That, and that, that was a feature that wasn't in Houston, by the way. We were just spelling atomic and that was it. So once you, now, once you spell atomic, something will happen and you will have to perform in order to earn a thing. The skill shot looks very unique. Well, the opening plunge, yes. Yeah, it looks like, and I've seen some of the footage. Like it literally comes out and it looks like it rolls along the plastic, mm-hmm. like into play. Right. So you learn really quickly once you hard plunge and it kisses off the left slingshot and you die. You learn really quickly. Don't do that. Soft plunge so that it goes to the left flipper. And the one ramp looks like it actually returns to right in front of the slingshot. Mm-hmm. That can't. It can. It it might kiss off it. It usually doesn't. You know, so what I've been able to do through testing is like shoot the ramp, have it come down the left, and on the fly, shoot the ramp again, have it come down the left, and then on the fly, shoot the left, like shoot, shoot the ramp again, like like a home run shot. It's risky, but 
since it's sort of in the air and heading toward the flipper, it, it works. And yeah, it is risky. So if you brick it, those drop targets are there to handle your business. But yeah, especially when you activate when you activate the ride mode, which we did have in Houston, which which uh, if you complete ride, you see the inserts on the lower um, the in, the in lane out lane, the ride mode there. If you complete ride, yeah. then that it enhances the coaster. So that's when you're really going to want to shoot that on the fly and be risky, and hopefully in a combo too. Because points is points. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain the kickback? I've been reading that it does something a, a little bit different. Oh, when it comes back? Yeah. yeah. When, when, it kick, when it kicks up, it actually kicks up, does this like 180 reverse, and then slides down this slide. I guess it's like a snake S slide, and then comes onto the play field. And so you have to be ready when it comes on, because it's not like it's a guaranteed safe drop. It doesn't drop straight down the middle, but it's going to drop in a way where you're going to have to react to it. So you're going to have to either bounce it off or maybe just fling it away or drop catch it or something. But it comes out from the kickback, goes up, flips over, and then goes down the S and then comes out. Comes out from left to the right. So it'll most likely come out toward the right flipper usually. And so you have to make a move. It's actually nice seeing a kickback that does a little something different. Right. It's it's been a while. It's and been it a while. It gives you time. It gives you time to think about okay, here it comes, you know, so gotta be ready for it. It's not like it kicks out and goes straight to it. It kicks out and gives you that time when it goes down that S curve for you to be ready to react. Now the most I would say eye catching thing in this playfield is is at least for me, is this humongously just long ramp mm-hmm. that looks like, Oh my god, how is this gonna make it up? But it did. Well, I hear it, it's it's designed to do different things depending on whether it makes it up or whether it doesn't yes. make it up. Right. What can you tell us about that? That is true. Well, okay. Well, if you if I mean if you make the ramp, right, there's two ways that it can come down. So if you make the ramp especially powerfully, it will go up past the diversion point and go down the left. If you make it normally, I guess I can say it'll come down the right. And then if you don't make it if you make it past the one-way gate, it will bounce back off the one-way gate and back into play. And so people started to learn this, and they started to use the one-way gate to get the ball into the, into the snack shop targets, which you can't hit directly, which you can hardly see on the, on, from the picture maybe, but it's, you see next to Zombie on the right, there's three stand-up targets with 3X, 6X, and 9X on them. I see those. Yeah. You too. So if you if you don't make it up the ramp and you can bounce it off the one way gate, and if you nudge it right, if I figure out which way you need to nudge it, it will probably kiss off of those targets and send you on your way to higher scores, possibly. Now if you make the ramp, you can also get higher scores, depending on the rule, which I won't get into, but I'll just say that, leave that there for you. But those targets there are very important and uh Certain players there learned this, especially like Teolis. He learned this, and he did the thing. He did the thing as I had said it for that for those two days. And when I saw him start to do the thing, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to watch him do it, and he did it. And he had the high score. So I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, you did it. You did it right. So it's basically like, yeah, you can make the ramp, but if you miss the ramp, it's not necessarily bad. Could be bad, but it's not necessarily bad. It actually could be great depending on if it lands into those targets. So pay attention. <laughs> and we have the rollovers. Right. Another mm-hmm. Papa Duke feature. Yep. 
There's some cash and prizes hiding in there as well. Prizes, okay. <laughs> yeah, lots of awards, you know, lots of awards in there. You, you know, who knows what you might find. From bonus X to special might show up. Who knows? Oh, my. And this is a Papa Duke game, so I assume there's magnets in this thing, If I even if I can't see them. Yeah, you can't see it because there's, uh, well, there's, of course, there's the magnet save, right? You see that one. That's in the lower right. That's mm-hmm. there. But then up in the very back of the game, there's the Ferris wheel magnet. And then there's also the pop-upper magnet. There's one on the left and one on the right. On the top left and the top right. So those magnets will use to catch the ball and drop it into the Ferris wheel or catch the ball and drop it into the bumper area, depending on the situation. So there's certain situations where the ball will be caught so you can go in the bumper area because you'll, you'll need to do that. And the same for the Ferris wheel. When the Ferris wheel comes on, your Ferris wheel comes on, then that magnet will be ready to get it and put it in the Ferris wheel. Yeah. You okay, Bruce? I got a throat in my throat. I'm not getting... I'm getting sick, unfortunately. That's oh, my bad. no. No. Yeah, no. Luckily, the luckily zombies you're, again. Those zombies. Exactly. You're, you're so far away, though, guys. I thought I was muted, and I looked, and I was like, ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Edit it out. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and, and the magnet save button's actually next to the flipper button. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. What a novel idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's still below the flipper button, though. But still right, yeah. on that same side, I don't care. Hey, it's still it's still it's not in the it's not in the old Black Knight position. It's in you know it's in it's, it's below it. Yes, but you can still use it to either grab it or you know flick it old school like Jungle Lord to get it back. That's it's up to function- you. It's functional. Mm-hmm. That's up to you how you use it. So you know we'll see some people you know flick it back on or maybe see some people hold it just to drop it down into the in lane we'll see we shall see yep. the other interesting thing i know is the the display mm-hmm. which is di- it's different than what stern and jersey jack are using as far as jersey jack obviously has the huge display stern has the smaller display this is more reminiscent of actually what um chicago gaming is doing with the mm-hmm. uh the reissues were the usually like the ultra wide display. So maybe you can tell us like what was the reasoning behind like you know, this is what we want to go with. I can't tell you much about that. I can just tell you this is what I saw when I got there. So ah. <laughs> so I can't I can't tell you any any reason for that. I just know it's used well. So it would be nice to put things where you know where to look for them and transitions will be nice to see once you get those in there and. uh you know, I mean, it's used really impressively. I like looking at it. But as far as the decision process of why it was like that, as opposed to like a huge Jersey Jack screen or, you know, more squared screen or like a TNA or something like that, but, you know, that's that's the screen. So that's where you say I can't help you with that. I like the screen because I was I was looking at some of the video footage uh, from Houston, and it looks like they were using like you're using the screen, but the left and right edges you're actually having like graphics on it. Right, like there's information there, but then it, but then you can transition to a full screen for certain things, yeah. and then it will go back out. Yeah. What do you think of it, Bruce? I liked it a lot. I actually thought it was not as distracting. That's the nice thing. I you know, even with Batman and you know all the newer games, Jersey Jack, you look up, it's almost like sensory overload with like Wizard of Oz and with Hobbit. You're like, holy crap! No, no, it's not almost. It is pure sensory overload. Yeah. And with Batman, 
it's not as bad unless you get to like certain like if you're stacking modes and that kind of stuff then you're going oh wow there's a lot of stuff on here i liked it because it seemed like it was a little simpler because we are simple people right ron almost definitely i'm very simple yes so it felt like you know you can actually keep track of stuff which I, I liked and enjoyed. Plus, I liked that it looked more like old school, as you said, like Chicago gaming, where it just looks like a Williams from the 90s, which we've heard Robert Mueller say that that's what he's almost like trying to emulate because it was the best. Uh, yeah, this is definitely emulating Williams of the 90s. It, this looks like if Williams stayed in business and was still making games, this is what it would look like. All down to the designer, too. Right. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because that's you know that's seems to be part of the overall goal here is to, to bring it back while bring it back while pulling it forward. Uh-huh. I like that. Bring it back while pulling it forward. Pull, yeah. you, you should trademark that. It could be the yeah. new the new deep root um, trademark. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of things I can actually ask without getting too. Because I know you, there's only so much you're going to be able to answer. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the only thing we can talk about is stuff that happened in Houston really yeah, up to okay. that point. Houston. Yeah. Ball time. How would you say, what, what was like your average ball time in this game? Oh, two, three minutes, some were less. But then you had, you know, some all-stars come up and figured it out and had some pretty good ball times. But uh, those outlanes can be hungry. So, Yeah. I mean, there, especially that 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 right one can pretty can be pretty vicious. The left one, not so much. They do have the kickback there, which you will be able to relight, of course. But you know, there were it was average. I mean, what's the normal time? It's usually a couple of minutes, right? So that's kind of way they came out. You know, about, about a couple of minutes of ball time for each ball, and then occasionally we'd have like a fifteen minute game show up. You know. And uh, yeah, so or a couple, or, or if someone started a multi ball, then you'll see that happen. And then, you know, that would definitely extend it. But, and that's when it kind of gets a little, it can get a little crazy depending on how you've, um, what you've done before the multi ball started. So uh, there's going to be a little bit of strategy in that and how you, uh, what, what risks you take and as far as uh, how many balls you have in multi ball. Some people discovered that there. Because what we haven't discussed, which is hard to see in the in the main picture, is the xenon tube in the back. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I was reading the This Week in Pinball, hi Jeff, article on this, and that's mentioned a lot, the xenon tube. And I'm looking like, where's this xenon tube? When I see when, when I hear xenon tube, I think of xenon, the game, and that tube that goes across. Right. But in, in the picture, you'll see the xenon zombie, right? And then you'll see a green cylinder heading to the upright at about one o'clock position you see that yep oh yeah that's the xenon tube and so you can mm. shoot you can shoot balls in there okay oh. so it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's so it's like kind of like the uh coffin lock in Metallica. yeah right so you, you can, can sort of see yeah you can, you see can sort them. of okay. see them in there and so once they're loaded in there you you just want to have as many as up to three in there it can hold up to three in there and so that would be very good if you had three in there before you started multiball. Now, you could have one. That's good. But it would be very profitable if you had three. But if you want to go for three, you might just die before you do that. And then you have none. So so any any other interesting findings from the playtesting that you can go into? Or that's just kind of like reconnaissance information? It's, yeah, that's yeah, other than that is just, yeah, it's... Um, behind the scenes information that uh 
are being looked at and analyzed and double analyzed and <laughs> addressed and all those words that we use for things like that. I guess one thing one thing that was mentioned, I guess, in the in the gameplay video was um, in addition to the points are the tickets. So there is a currency in this game. Like you're earning tickets, right? And so when you go in and you start a mode, it costs you tickets. And part of your bonus is also tickets. So there's going to be a big of, a bit of give and take between spending tickets and getting bonus. You know, there's one reason why part of the bonus is how many tickets you have left. So it's like redemption tickets, like at an yeah. actual. Uh, okay, I get it. Yeah, like you you get tickets by doing things, and you'll I'm being hidden like that, so you can discover what those things are to get more, and then you start modes using those tickets, and then but in order to get bonus, part of it are the tickets you have left. So it's gonna be a bit of give and take of what you want to do. Like, do you want to start a mode? You probably do. Steve, I have a great idea. We need a zombie troll. <laughs> yeah. Yum, need... yum. <laughs> yeah. Yum, yum. No, 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 no. No trolls. No trolls. That's like yes. one of the that's like one of the worst toys ever. <laughs> but it's fantastic. Solid. Not just exactly. solid like medieval. You know, medieval was yeah. a solid thing. Yeah. Not like Scalary trolls, which are like ball launchers. Oh. I think it'd be pretty funny. Zombie trolls. <laughs> uh. <laughs> although, although if you do decide to do that, I'll, I'll volunteer my voiceover services. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Bruce could do it too. I'm just saying. Oh uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, we need to get your we need to get your demo tapes in, right? Yeah. There let's you get go. It yes. There. You just tell me yeah. what you want. You tell me how you want the jackpot calls. You know, I can do all kinds of different ways. Jackpot. Jackpot. Right. Jackpot. Right. Yeah, pool Twenty four. Yeah. yeah. Jackpot. Jackpot. Jack. Uh, or I can do like Dirty Harry, Jackpot, right. Jackpot, yeah, yeah. Jackpot. <laughs> jackpot. I'm Clint Eastwood. You don't tell me how to say it. I'm only saying it one way. <laughs> You've only paid for me to say it once. Right. You do whatever you need to do. I'm going to just say once. Jackpot. Done. All right. I'm out. So how did it feel, Steve, to see people play a game that you had a hand in? That was actually my next question, Bruce. How was your feeling personally about this launch? It felt really good. Yeah, it felt really good to look in there, look look into the expo hall and see the game amongst other games because it automatically looked different there as opposed to in where we are. You know, it, it looks different being out with under the lights and so one that we had one under the large light and one under no light to see the difference, you know, but just having it out in the hall. And it, it felt really good to, you know, share that moment. You know, my mother and my brother flew down from Jersey to see it. And to share the moment with them was awesome. And I even had uh, my podcast partner, Nikki D. Lasagna, was there, right, from the Meltdown. She was there. And, you know, that was cool. Just had a little, had a little bit of pinball family. And, um, yeah, it felt really great to have to have them in there to say, "Hey, yep, this is. I hope do some of the things in this. Come play it." And they said they had fun. They said they had fun with it, and hopefully, they weren't just saying that to make me feel good because they're pin family. But um, yeah, felt really good to have them there to have you know mom, dad, and Nikki there having fun with it, and then just seeing my fellow colleagues there experiencing it, the show, and. Seeing lines five, six deep constantly all day, and then you know I'd scurry away to the tournament area, come back still five or six deep, scurry away to do the seminar I did on competitive football, go back to the tournament, come back still five, six deep playing. So yeah, 
it was a really great, uh, really great feeling to see that happen. First step. Yeah. It's only the first step. It's only the first step. Yeah. Believe me, it's only the first step. You haven't seen the other 10 games we're working on, Ron, that I can't reveal at all. Right. That I can't reveal. Exactly. <laughs> I, like, I have rule sets I can't even tell you about. Yeah. <laughs> really i that's true because i don't i don't think steve will mind me saying this but when we took we, we took the uber from josh sharp's house mm-hmm. remember back to the expo right you could tell you were like oh there's just so many things i want to say and i can't say right. anything mm-hmm. just killing them it's killing me but you know like yeah it's i, I can't wait for y'all to see it but yeah you gonna have to wait well speaking of that there's going to be a major deep root event it looks like right before the Texas Pinball Festival? Right, March 25th, yeah. Yeah, March that's, 25th. That's be a big day. It, it said there, there will be members of the media possibly there, uh, I'm just saying, you know. So you're putting in, you're putting in your campaign to... Uh, sure, I'll, I'll, be passes, right? I'll be media. I'll yeah. be I mean, I'm, I'm going there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be at Texas Pinball Festival. I mean, I haven't gotten my uh, plane tickets yet, so I can go a day early. I'm just saying. Dead silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you show show up in your slam tilt gear. Bring the banner. You know who knows, right? So hear that, Bruce? We need we need gear. When are you getting those shirts made? Get that gear. Come on. Let's I see. want the shirt, the good shirt done. Although Check that would look hole. kind of oh, geez, that would look kind <laughs> of ridiculous. Like a media event, someone shows up with a Beavis and Butthead slam tilt shirt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me in. Right. Yeah, that's really classy there. Yeah, well, if I, well, if I, well, I'm going to be there, so I'm like, yeah, there you go, let him in. Oh. So, <laughs> well, I was looking. I, 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 I was reading the this week in pinball article on Retro Atomic Zombie Adventure Land, and it, it had a quote from Robert Mueller. And as you know, I've I've likened Robert Mueller to uh, I think Hulk Hogan. I've I've used the voice on uh, previous episodes because a lot of things he says sound like a, a cool like wrestling promo. Mm-hmm. Like when he calls out other manufacturers and things like that. But he, he had this one line that was so good, and it reminded me of a particular wrestler. Basically, the the crux of it is Deep Root will humble the competition by being the go-to manufacturer for value. And I was just thinking of the Iron Sheik right there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more like hard times, though. It's more like hard times with the King of <laughs> We oh, will that's right, baby. But we will humble the competition, baby. <laughs> that is so All a right. promo line right there. I mean, that's right, Ric Flair. Ric Flair don't know nothing about hard times in the industry. <laughs> it's just it's like for the people. This part of the people for the masses. Well, you know, brother, Deep Root will not only fundamentally change pricing in the pinball industry, but we will humble the competition, dude, by being the go-to manufacturer for value. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait till he has to play field with the hammer. Because <laughs> he said, now these these play fields that were on the prototypes were actually Mir- Mirko right, yeah, play fields. Mirko. But supposedly yeah. he had some of the the deep root ones, or, or he said like he you know he he hit the Mirko one with a hammer and just made a huge crater. Then he hit the deep root one and it not a scratch. Well, I mean, I have held a hammer in my hand and hit a play field, and there has not been a dent in it. And so I went, oh, all right. Mm. And he says it's wood, though. So, Bruce, what do you think it is? I'm like, all right, what is whatever. this secret? Uh, what what yeah. could it be? Because I, I thought it'd be like another surface. It can't be wood. Yeah. But he said in this interview, it is wood. Mm, I don't know. Wood color? Co- you know, is it covered with titanium yeah. or something? That's a secret. I don't know. Like unicorn dust. Unicorn. <laughs> what was, oh, what was that thing in Star Trek Four? Um, transparent aluminum. Transparent yeah. aluminum. That's, That's it. How he said it. 
That's it. That's it. They figured it out, the formula. The whales. So now we can hold a whale. You can hold the whales and a play field with transparent aluminum. (laughs) I figured it out. Did it. This is awesome. Did it. Check, please. Check, please. (laughs) Oh, I even have that here. Humble the competition. Right. That's right, dude. Dude. So this this launch, what can you tell us about that? As far as where where's it going to be located? It's going to be located in where I'm working, basically. In, in the Deep Room Auditorium. No, 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 no. But yeah, that's, yeah. So it's San Antonio. Come on down. 325, where it will be, is, what does it say? Yes, right here. We'll launch in the Deep Root Auditorium on Wednesday, March 25th at 8.55 a.m. Be there or be square. Yep. Schedule of dude. events. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Schedule of events. Media passes, travel vouchers, lodging, and VIPs to be announced in due time, dude. <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. The only right. way you'll miss it is if you're in jail, and if you are, break out. Yeah, get out. Yeah, whatever. Do it. Do what you got to do. Because you got to do that, then you got to do TPF. So you got to do all that. Don't. You're not allowed to be in jail for that week. So I'm trying to think. It's really. Is there any more shows at this point? I mean, bigger shows that are going to happen. I mean, there's the we'll we'll get into like Indisc is coming up. But as far right. as like a, a show that you would like unveil a new game out, it's is is pretty much Texas, isn't it? Yeah, I think that yeah, that's first up, right? I mean, it's what's February? Anything? Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's when's, someone. When's fantastic. When's fantastic New England? Oh uh, no, that's oh, like in June, the summer. July. That's later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking. Um, I mean, Steve's not going to say anything, but I'm thinking we're going to see some production Raza action. By that time, Woo-hoo. maybe even at the show, maybe even a whole row of them. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe. Marco Marco style Marco size booth of games. All right, we shall see. We shall mm. see. Mm. All right, we'll get off of Raza now, so Steve can feel more comfortable. We'll talk about tournaments. Yay! I'm a tournament player. Hey. <laughs> Thank God we can stop grilling me. There was a tournament this weekend. Actually, there are two tournaments this weekend. Do yes. That were the last of the Papa Stern Pro Circuit tournaments, which uh, we have the tournament leader here. You are number yeah, one I, in the circuit. And I think I did get enough to retain my lead because I'm at fifth, so that should be all right. So. I, yeah, I think you're all right. I think you're okay. all right. So. But um, to, to get in, I think since the last time we were on, I believe Stern has sweetened the pot a bit. Yeah, there's a bit more monetary uh, value in this uh, competition now. So, so Steve, when you win, what are you going to get? I don't know, whatever game they said I can have. So they're giving a game. I think, is it a Monsters? I don't know what it is. What is it? I forgot. I forgot. I, I, I posted it on my site and I forgot. I don't <laughs> it's know. probably a Monsters because I think, sorry Stern, I think Monsters is going to be the new WWE. Okay, yeah. I think they started to run out of the WWEs. Now it's going to be Monsters you're going to get. Yeah, that ain't bad, hey. seven of them. That's not bad. Whatever, you know. Do you still have your Game of Thrones new in box? Still it's still new in, in box? It's, it's still in the box. Oh, yep. oh my god! I'm afraid to open it and see if there's like something weird that happened with it because like I forgot when like when I got it, it was 2015. Was oh, that like yeah? That, that was 2016. Oh, yeah. You got it during the um the great ghosting um it, yeah it, like right before it or something the ghosting like wars that. of 2000 whatever yeah. So no. I'm scared so. Ever. It's going to be like Raiders of the Lost Ark when I open it. It's like, yeah. you know. Ah! What <laughs> well, happened? Well, you know, the clear coat has had plenty of time to cure. Right. Let's just yeah. say that. It's, you're, you're, it's uh, several years. It's <laughs> several years to cure. 
Yeah, I think it's monsters and Stern is sweet in the pot with an extra, what is it, 5K? 5K in the game, yeah. Damn. If you get there, you got 600, so that pays for your flight or whatever. If I have the number one seed, I get 1,000. If I lose out the first game, I have $1,000, so that'll work. Mm. <laughs> so that's what I was looking at. I was looking at, okay, what's fourth? So I know what I got. Okay, I got that. So if I win, then I could get more. Anyone listening saying, like, what circuit? What are you talking about? It's the pro. There are certain tournaments throughout the year that are designated as circuit events, i.e. more important. Right, because of the people who play there. And because of the Whopper value. Mm-hmm. Throughout the year, everyone gets points, circuit points for those events. And the top 20 players will get to play in the actual circuit final. Which is, when, when is the circuit final? And where is it? I don't even know at this point. That's an interesting question. We, we shall find that out. Oh, we don't know yet. Hopefully soon, so we can have flights. Yeah, have, actually get flights. I didn't know it, it hasn't been announced. I thought it was like going to be in Chicago or something. You figure it will be, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's just what, just figure out what it's going to be at the bottom lounge again, like it was last year or what, you know, because that's convenient. But mm-hmm. that's what it was last year and the year before that was the bottom lounge in Chicago. And the way they're going to do it is the 20 players, there's going to be a ladder. Ladders are fun. We love ladders. So it's going to be, correct me if I'm wrong here, it's going to be foursomes. Right. So you're going to start with, like, player 20, 19, 18, and 17. Right. And whoever finishes last, you're out. Yeah, last place and you're fired. And then right. 16 comes in. And yep. you keep doing that. And does yep. it go, it, it goes like that way all the way to the end? Or do all they do, the like, two out of three or something at some point? No, apparently it's all over the end because I thought it was I thought it was two out of three and and no, it's even the last game is the la- that last game is essentially an eight thousand dollar game. Wow, wow! So when you get into that final foursome, last person gone, then three, then two, and then that's it. The one, right? So who knows? It could be an eight thousand dollar game of Robocut with tight tilt. Who knows? I mean, what who knows what it's gonna be? We just know it's gonna be a stern game. Oh, that's true. That's another. Okay, I forgot about that part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. a stern or and or data east or right. some offshoot. Maybe it'll be lethal weapon three. Sega. Wow. Sega. South Park. Everybody. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, Steve, we'll give you a question. Mm-hmm. You're in the final two. Okay. Okay, we won't say who your opponent is at first, because that might influence your decision. Yep. You have to pick any Data East game. What would it be? Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to pick any Sega game. What would it be? That I'm not sure of. I need a list of Sega games to know which one I might probably miss. The ones I'm thinking of, I probably don't want, because it's like South Park. No. Baywatch? Baywatch. Maybe. Uh, You can, you can include... What's it called? Uh, Maverick. Oh, no way. <laughs> you can do... Uh, for the Lauren Jurassic, Bell. Jurassic yeah. Park 2, The Lost World. No. Strike that out. No. Godzilla. Everyone likes Godzilla. That, no, that's true. I mean, yep. yeah, that, that's okay. Starship Troopers. Yeah, Godzilla's still winning. X-Files. Godzilla's definitely winning. X-Files Lost just... in Space. <sighs> okay, we'll, we'll say Godzilla. Okay, we'll say Godzilla. Let's just say that, yeah. Now you have to pick any Stern. I'm not allowed to by rules and contract with uh, Deep Root. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, what What would I pick? Uh. This is purely competition question, Bruce. Yeah. 
anything. I don't know what I picked. Like, hey, Black Knight, maybe. I mean, <laughs> uh, pro or premium? Well, pro. Hopefully, the premiums. <laughs> hopefully, the, the the pro is what's going to be there because they're going to have one there. Hopefully, it's yeah. the pro so that we're not there for seven yes, hours. Yes, it's going to be the pro. There's no way yeah, a premium is going to be there. All right, interesting. Not so. No, no lethal weapon three, really. Nah. Because nah. Lethal Weapon 3 would take 11 hours because you're going to shoot the ramp until one of us, our hands oh, fall. Oh, no, no, no. Everyone says that. That's so not right. Mm-hmm. Try it online. I challenge you. Oh, you're not here anymore. But I would challenge you. What, did you put Flipper Hop in the thing? No, I, mean, you know, I, didn't, I didn't put Flipper Hop into it. Did you put oh. the software in it that makes it worth $1 million instead of the, the uh, increasing values like normal? I played Alberto Santana on it, and he did the ramp thing. Mm-hmm. And I did other things, and I won. That's uh-huh. all I have to say. Okay. And it was normal. Like mm-hmm. three like three yes. deaths was three billion, and seven yep. was seven, and yes. 14 was yep. 14. Yep. And multiples of seven is multiples of seven. So it's like 77 is 77 million. It's like, oh, yeah. 84 is 84 million. Like that. Whatever. These really high-level tournament players ruin all my favorite games, Bruce. They right. just ruin them all. So, yeah, once you start talking about those high multiples of seven, it's it uh, everybody doesn't want to play it. You can take your 50 million movie special finish with the gun for one million, so 51 million, and count it with a 77 million round. Yeah, <laughs> which okay. by the way means you got one for 70 million, and 63 million, and 56 million, and 49 million, and 42 million. Yep. And so on. Okay, okay. I'll drop the Lethal Weapon 3 thing. Yeah. <laughs> this weekend, we had the last circuit event, or events. Right. The first one, me and Steve were both at Free Play Florida. Ooh, at the Caribe Orlando Resort Hotel. <laughs> the Caribe, Caribe. Royale. Yes. Whatever. Yeah, convention hall. Something. Yeah, it's nice. Whatever it is, it's a nice place to be. Mm-hmm. They had... The classics, uh, they literally had classics and classics two. Classics two being the main. Yeah, like classics one and a half. It was like it was like classics main and classics two, right? Because in the main, what was it? It was Black Knight, Tron, Guardians, and then classics, and also Robo War. We had uh, oh, we had Centaur, Devil's Dare, <laughs> Grand yes. Prix, um, yeah, Joker Meteor. Poker, Meteor, Robo War, Sinbad, Folly, and Folly. Was there, Sinbad. Yep. And then for actual classics, <laughs> yeah. we had 2001, uh, El Dorado City of Gold, which broke immediately and I never saw up. Um, we had, what's this thing? Oh, Flip a Card. Which flip is, a Card. Yeah, Flip and Pray, it should have been called. Right. Then we had Grand Slam, which, oh God, what a turd. Just hit it up the middle as much as possible and try not to drain. Right. Quick draw. Where your your main thing you see in the playfield is like the there's, there's two banks of five drop targets on each side. So you think, oh, that's what I need to hit. No, no, no. You avoid those no. completely and just hit up top over and over and over. And oh, by yep. the way, quick draw, which you could not breathe on, by the way. Oh yes, yes. If, if you even tried like your typical like downward motion on the lockdown bar a little too hard, tilt. Nope, gone. Insta yep. tilt. Then we had uh, victory. Mm-hmm. Which I actually like victory. I think this got an interesting play field. You're not fun with it, but like in a tournament game where you're essentially hoping you can chase the ball around the play field the right way. Mm-hmm. But I think people just kept getting it up the top and shooting that 100,000 ramp. Yep. Uh, that's what it 
that's what it just devolved into. And I was like, yeah, oh, okay, that, that's what I was supposed to do? Okay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't waste any more money on classics. Good. Okay. I played 2001. I played one game. I had 8,557. Wow. I wish I could do anything like that. Yeah. I was there like, oh, yeah, starting hot. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, one and done for Ron. I think I think I sucked at most everything else. Um, I no, nothing else. Yeah, nothing else was any good, unfortunately. So I actually went over to the main, the main bank, and I, I only brought like sixty dollars with me. Mm-hmm. And it was like twenty bucks for seven entries, or if, you know, to play seven different games. Yeah. So it was like I knew there was no way. I mean, for me to qualify with the level of competition here, it would probably require three hundred dollars. Of like constant playing to get in, <laughs> and at that point, is it even worth it? Right. Yeah. With sixty dollars, I just made up my mind. I want to have a decent meteor score because it's meteor. And I'm, right. the, I'm a classic Stern guy. It's my gimmick. This was an interesting meteor, though. It had had repro targets in it. Ugh. So can you say brick? Well, my goodness. And lots of brick. I had I think four Loud bricks. Bricking. Four bricks on one ball, and mm. it was actually the best ball I had. <laughs> but it's frustrating. It, you you had to play it more like you had to play it for the multipliers and for you know your rockets. This was right, not this a, was not going to be just hit spinner over and over. Because right, the spinner was was not good. Like it was you would on max spinner you get twenty five thousand maybe. Yeah, that's it. And, and I actually enjoy playing it better the non spinner way. Like my mm-hmm. meteor, I have set up to do as much spotting as possible, so it's tough to keep the spinner at max value. So it kind of forces you to actually hit, you know, all those wonderful drop targets that are on the play field that everyone ignores. Right. The problem with this is there was issues with the meteor bank itself where it would reset and the targets would just fall down. Yeah. Or the ones that were up, you'd hit them and they just brick. And the one, two, three targets are all replaced with like new one, two, three targets. So they would brick. They had the two star posts removed completely, the outlane posts, because, you know, who needs it them, just makes right? it harder. Yeah, and remove the rubber from the the mini posts and the in lanes and the center post. They remove the rubber from the Kirk post? How dare they? Yep. Fun. Yeah, they always do that. How, yeah. how dare you? How dare you make a already not really that long playing game even harder. Brutal. Yeah. I played it, and then it broke. And nice. I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to get to – I want at least a decent score. And then then it was fixed. It was it was funny. It had all new boards in it, except for the rectifier board. Guess what it had an issue with? Rectifier board. <laughs> Shorted well. diode on the rectifier board. It would blow the display fuse. Wow. So all the all the all the displays would be out. Put a new fuse in. You turn the game on. Immediately blow. Mm. Even with all the displays disconnected. Yeah. Jim Belcito actually he had the the meter and found the shorted diode. That was fixed and it was back up. They didn't use it in the finals though because of the meteor target issues. Right. Cuz it was just random. You get yeah, 1000. Yeah. So you get 1000 or 7000. Who knows what you start mm-hmm. with. So, uh I got to play it a few more times and I got my uh 498k, which doesn't seem like much, but that was good enough for 13th oh, place. Oh, that was good. That was good enough for 13th place. So <laughs> That's good. I was very happy and um uh, yeah. And I played Robo War cuz I wanted to. Everyone was like busting on Robo War. I don't know why. Uber was fun. Yeah, was cool. well, yeah. This... I mean, Steve Bowden had, he was fifth highest score on it with 3.7 million, so we know he liked it. I was feeling good. I was like, yeah, get in that, get in the music and the firing guns and things are blowing up and exploding. And, you know, they're saying attack one, two, and three. Okay, I'll do that. And 
What do you think of Robo War, Bruce? Oh, we used to have one on location around here about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Not bad. It's it, you know, hit the drop tar, you know, hit the stand ups and colors, and that's how you get your stuff and go from there. Uh, stand up. Wait a minute. I thought they were drop targets. Yeah, there's yeah, there's drop targets in the front. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. But it's that ramp though. You had to hit the ramp on the fly, basically. Oh, and really? they also oh, they also took the diverter out from the right, not the diverter, the gate from the right. So if you tried to catch the ball, it would go out the right outlink. I know. Oh. Guess what happened to me? Yeah. <laughs> of course. It was fun. Everyone was saying you had to hit the ramp on the fly. I hit the yeah. ramp three times from a trap. What? Yeah, I did. Dick. All three times I did the same thing. It went to the very top, kind of just stopped like it was thinking. Right. And then decided, okay. <laughs> yes. It made it the rest of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's telling me afterwards, like, really? I, I made it from a trap. And they're like, no. No, how is like, that possible? I see this. Liar. <laughs> yeah, so those were the games. So in the finals, let me see. I got the finals up here. So the winner of the classics was. I know Eric who Stone. it was. Eric Stone. Yeah, Eric Stone. Yeah. And I always like to give the other uh, props to the other. We got Andy, uh, Andrew Rosa the second. The son was in second, finished second. Jeff Teolis, you ever heard of that guy? No. No? He finished third, and Ben Granger finished fourth. So then in the main, which finished it like it, like, see, here, here's the good thing about having all those classics games, and they had a rule you couldn't pick the same game twice. They right. actually finished around five, like only an hour after the show ends. Well, yeah, well, it started at like 9.30 also, so. Yeah, but I mean, for... A lot of the tournaments I've been to, that's like, that's like finishing at noon. I mean, that's like incredible. <laughs> that's like finishing ridiculously early. I mean, it's like, right. wow, it's not like 11 o'clock at night. Uh, we could probably get dinner. But not only were the um, classic game, games there, the modern games were evil as well. Like the Guardians that was there, the flippers started out lower. So the shots were different. And so it was like just strange. So even shooting the mode shot was was the mode start shot on the on the right was weird. Everything was strange, and the Tron was weird. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean Tron's Tron, whatever. But that Tron was not Tron. It was strange. That Tron was not Tron. It was not. I mean, you, you know, I think the top, top score was like sixty three for a while. Then somebody got eighty one. Finally, you was, you were happy if you came out with like fifty, and you were happy yeah. if you st- you were happy if you started disc. I mean, really. I mean, it was it was like that. I mean, it was you like where was it? you? Could you be you would be playing and all of a sudden you're feeling good and all of a sudden out of nowhere like a right hook from nowhere else it would just be gone. You know, like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, I was all right and then kick it gone. Or if you have one of those low sling guns, you know, you hit off the left slingshot and it doesn't fire and that's gone down the middle. <laughs> you know, so that was strange. And of course, Black Knight was being Black Knight, so you're trying to hit, you try to backhand the target. And it could just go straight down the right out lane because reasons. So, any, and any shot off of that, you're just trying to see if you can recover. So, that contributed to tournament ending early. So, the winner of the main division was Eric Stone. Eric Stone. Eric Stone again. Yeah. On fire. Second was Derek Price. Third was Bob Matthews, who I'm sure was loving all the classics in there. Right. And Carl D'Angelo was fourth. Who's that guy? He's the guy who streamed everything while playing. Although he made it easy on himself, he qualified first really early. Right, yeah. <laughs> so he was just sitting around streaming. See, it was so much easier. No pressure on him. And that was the Free Play Florida. 
So congrats to the winners. There was another tournament. There was another tournament. North a little bit. OBX. Hey, OBX took the other half of the competitors and the split. Hey, where is that? Virginia? No, it's uh, North Carolina. Outer Banks. Oh, Outer Banks. Yeah. Outer Banks. Like, I know where that is. What does OBX stand for? Is that... Is Outer, that Banks. Outer Banks. With the X? X? Okay. <laughs> Outer oh, Banks. Extreme. Oh, ex- yeah. Okay. That sounds like a 90s thing. Outer Banks Cross. Yeah. And I almost forgot, for Free Play Florida, the women's finals, we had, in first place, Norma Jennings. We had, in second, Gwen Octavia. In third, Bobby Duthit, I, th- I think. And then fourth, we had Cheryl... Jeros, I'm probably butchering these names terribly. I apologize if I butchered your name. And you know what? Let's give B B B finalists some love here. For B B winners, we had Brian Dominey in first, Alex Marino in second, John Beagle in third, and Bob Caldwell in fourth. Then for OBX, like I said, we had the the basically the players who weren't at Free Play Florida went to OBX. And uh, they did a bracket thing, so it's a little harder to read. But we have Alexander Kismarchik won with uh, Chris Stevens in second, uh, Justin Campbell in third, and Lewis Bevins in fourth. Yeah, that really helped some people get into the top 20. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, can't wait for, the, for that to hash out. We're going to see what's going to happen down there at the bottom of that 20 list there. It might be separations by a few points, depending, literally depending on who showed up at what tournament. It might come down to that as far as the Whopper results. For the B finals, looks like the winner was Nathan Epley with John Hegel in second. So that was OBX. You know, we we're talking about points. Hey, Bruce, mm-hmm. how are those upstate points going? I couldn't tell you anymore. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Basically, you submitted everything. I submitted everything. They did a full database rebuild. Before the rebuild, it said I was in four events. Mm-hmm. I've been in at least 11. Of course. I've been in like 14, I think. Oh, yeah. So after the rebuild, you know how many events it said I was in? Two. Three. <laughs> three. Yeah, I know. It says I'm in three <laughs> events. And I've always told Josh, I want to go by the numbers. At the end of each tournament, there's a number in the URL. He says, no, give me the title name. So I give him the whole title name. And then what does Becker want? What does Adam Becker want? Can you give me the IFPA tournament (laughs) number for all the events? Like, oh, my God. (laughs) So that's my project tomorrow. Just look up Ron Hallett and go through and make sure you get all mine. How do you even do that? You, you, You literally have a list of just every upstate thing? No. What I have to do is I have to go into the New York State one and strike out all the five borough ones. Then whatever's left, I have to then copy and paste, which you can't copy and paste off the IFPA page because it screws it all up because it's in HTML. So I have to write it down. Huh? You can't just copy and paste a number in a, like, notepad or something? Well, I did a number, but when you do the whole thread or, the, like, the name of, like, uh, if you go to, say, if you go into uh, your player ranking and you go to the left-hand side and you click New York State. Uh-huh. Once you do that, once I do that, you know the the funny thing is when it comes to the upstate New York ra- rankings, I can't I can't find it in the IFPA site. You can't. I, ga- I gave yeah. up. I, I Google I, it. I asked them. I Google IFPA pinball upstate New York, and it goes right to it. That's the only way I can find it. I literally can't find it on the site, which is hilarious. I know. I've asked them to fix that too. It used to say other 
when you looked under New York, it would say other prop or other things or whatever, and you'd click on it, and then Upstate New York was one of the ones you could pick. Yep. It doesn't say that anymore. Oh, it's still got my Ron Hallett from Intergalactic on here. There's a twin, Ron Hallett <laughs> Jr. Intergalactic mm-hmm. version. Steve knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, yeah. If you go to the tournaments and try to copy and paste and then put it into email, it screws it all up. So what I have to do now is go through each one, which I luckily I still have the list from November 1st, and I have to get each number. So say the Buffalo Pinball Winter Charity Tournament back in January 12th, I have to get type down 29586 and submit that, you know, and then give a whole list of all the numbers and go from there. But I have to compare the upstate one and then strike out all the lower can you also edit the page, though, and just get all the links that way? It has all the tournament numbers right in it. It breaks it down. It breaks it down screwy when you try to copy and paste it. It really does. It's terrible. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Oh, I, I will mention, I, I did some announcing during the um, Classics in the main. Okay. Because Carl was there at the Carl rig. He has a new rig. Oh, it's new, the new, new. It's the new lightweight rig. This is the coolest thing ever. It literally, you can disassemble it and it fits in a briefcase. What? Yes. Right. It literally is like, it's like, and he said uh, at the airport, they they had him, he had to open it because they thought it might be a gun. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But it's like, it's like a big briefcase thing, but you open it up and literally it all fits in there. The entire rig. Yeah. Open it like it's the BFD nine thousand from Doom or something. Yep, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm already jealous. I'm already jealous. Is this jealous. a gun, sir? Is this a rocket launcher, sir? While we were announcing, we were talking about Sinbad, which is one of the games, and we were talking about various System One Gottlieb games and which mm. ones we thought were the best. So I'll ask you, Bruce, what do you think is the best System One? I have it at the bar. You do? What could that be? Countdown. Countdown. And what's the name of this bar? The Silver Ball Saloon in East Rochester, New York. I have Zach's Countdown now at the bar. So, Steve, what do you think? I would agree with Countdown. I mean, <laughs> okay, okay. This this is I good. Would. This yeah. is good. So, as as this is during the stream, I'm like, I asked the same thing, and and what did Je- Jeff Teolis? I think he said like Joker Poker, and I mentioned Countdown. He's like, no, no. So yeah, uh, he he puts Countdown at the same level as like Buck Rogers. Uh, what? No. And I literally said, "Are you high? No. You must be high." God. Yeah. All right. I would. I mean, yeah. I would give a. I would give some prop for respect to Joker Poker. Oh, I yeah. like Joker. Yeah, yeah. of course. But the yeah. challenge of Countdown is to get the targets. You have to get the first one to get anything going. You have to get the green one, then the yellow, then the blue, then According the According to Mr. Or... Teolis, no better than Buck Rogers. Wow. But the funniest part is, sitting right behind me at the same table, is Josh Harp. I turn to him, hey, Josh, what's the best System 1 Gottlieb game? Without hesitation. Oh, countdown. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Great minds think alike. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Buck Rogers. What? Uh, Buck Rogers is terrible. <laughs> My favorite part of the stream, though, was at, at one point. I think it was during the classics final. Like, like Josh Sharp has his laptop there because he's working. Right, hey, boy. Right. So he has the thing open, and at one point during the stream, we're, we're like, "What time is it?" 
and I'm there like it's 7:30 because I'm looking at Josh's laptop, and he's and it's like no, it's 8:30 because Josh's laptop obviously is on Central Time. Yes. So I'm on the stream like, oh, I'm sorry, I was looking at Josh Sharp's laptop. Oh, look, the next three Stern games, cool. <laughs> Sweet. See, I can be funny sometimes. Dead, Dead silence. silence. Yeah. <laughs> Let it hang there. You love how it hangs there. It's, Let it's, it marinate. Steve's right <laughs> in there. That's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, we, we have Steve here, so we, we have to do a, like one of our games. Okay, well, figure it out. I'm, I'm here in body. Not mind. Not in mind. Yeah. Not mind. I, I have no. I have. I have a sick head. I really do. Sick head. <laughs> so you're you're saying I should beat you easily in whatever game we choose. You should, but it won't happen. Hmm. I'm trying to think. How should we do this? Because uh, we'll play our 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 usual game. Mm-hmm. Which I can't think of the title of it now. What, what do we call our game again? Where we pick the three games. Oh, face off! But it was face, face off. off. Face right. off! Yeah, boy! Wow! Wow! Yes, we're very rusty. But face off, three games. I get three. Bruce gets three. Well, we we get a pool, and then we get to uh, to pick a game from the pool. Above ground or below? The the question is, what pool do we pick these from? Well, since we have Steve here, what we're going to do is, Steve, just let us know what all the new Deep Root games are going to be. We'll pick from those, <laughs> right. and then yeah, we can go over the merits of the games that, that yeah. we, we don't know, we've never seen. Right. You take the list from This Week in Pinball, whatever. Uh, there you go. Or I think last time we did this, we just took the list from, like, a tournament. So we can literally go to Free Play Florida. There you go. Because that was, yeah, that was a heck of a collection of games there. All right, so I got the page back up. So the games... We're black light, black yeah, black light. No, black, black no, light. Maybe, yeah. Well, maybe no, black no, light, no, black no. Light. <laughs> no, bright light. It's bright light, bright light. Gremlins coming out. You heard it here. Black Knight, Sword of Rage, Centaur, Devil's Dare, Grand Prix, Guardians of the Galaxy, Joker Poker, Meteor, Robo War, Sinbad, Tron, and Volley. So there's basically only three newer games. So yeah, that'll force us to pick some classics here. Mm-hmm. So who goes first, Bruce? I couldn't tell you. You can go first. <laughs> I don't care. Wow. I am. I, I am. I should be the one judging because I am sick head right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will go first. I will pick Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, a proven winner from Stern Pinball based on the enormous hit franchise Guardians of the Galaxy. Which, do they have a third movie yet? Or is that coming out? I guess that's coming, right? Now they have coming. But, but first, two mega-hit movies with all the characters you love, like Quill and whoever Batista plays. And, right. and, the, and the raccoon. And dude. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and Groot, done. And um, Green Uhura. Right. Do you like Metallica? Well, you're going to see some of the shots from Metallica. You're going to see some of the shots from several Borg games. Do you like John Borg? You will love Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you like Bash Toys? Then you will love Guardians of the Galaxy. We have Groot, a custom-molded Groot head that you can bash with the ball. Totally awesome interaction. We have a rocket raccoon rocket. Basically fires the ball right back in your face. We have actual music from the movie. We have actual speed. Uh, no. 
Um, we have really good <laughs> speech impersonators from the. Yes. Excellent. Uh, the best money can buy speech impersonators for, for the movie. Yeah. And, and like I said, we have awesome music from the movie. We have mode based game. Exciting mode based play makes you play the whole play field. Makes you you can play all your different modes. We have multiple multi balls. We have we have the orb multi ball. We have the Groot multi ball. They're all super fun. It's it's super fun to shoot. Great artwork by Christopher Franchi matches the movie perfectly. See all your favorite characters, which I mentioned earlier. Did I mention it's got a beautiful LCD display featuring actual clips from the movie. Relive the moments with your favorite characters. I give you Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow, Bruce. Wow, I thought that was oh, one hey, of my hey, better hey, plugs. Hey, all right. yeah. so I now- yield the floor to Sleephead. Okay, so now I get to go against your pick of Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't do this new shit. I'm going old school, baby. Mm-hmm. The best game in the whole bank. Grand Prix. Wow. Two spinners. Enjoyable fun. Nice colors. Nice artwork. Basic rules, but fun rules. Hit A, B, C, or D. Hit two or the other two. Hit the spinner. Cash it out with the out holes on each side. Done. Great game. You can't trap a ball because guess what? It might go out the into the out lanes because of the openings outside. Ingenious. Great game. Blows away Guardians. Not a problem. I'd rather play 10 games of Grand Prix than one game of Guardians. I yield the floor. Wow. Wow. They're called saucers, not out holes. Well, that would kind of suck <laughs> if they were in out holes. You like well, shoot them and lose your ball. The way those saucers were in the yes. tournament, they could have been out holes. For real. You <laughs> have to. You and we know why careful. you picked this, Bruce, because you know it's Steve's favorite EM. That's, favorite dirty that's, that's, that's dirty pool. That's dirty pool. That's dirty pool right there. You have picked it. What do you think? Yeah, who picked first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think he would stoop to that level, Bruce. I tried to keep it classy. Because <laughs> I'm saying that Guardians there uh, played, that, that, that uh, Grand Prix there played way better than the Guardians. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm just talking in general here. Okay. I'm not well, talking. In, well, in general, I like Grand Prix playing it more because <laughs> you get to shoot the spinner and you get to do Pete Townsend with your arm as the ball yep. continues to just count the money and then it bounces up there and then it's still counting the money and then it lands in the saucer. So Except gets, the Grand Prix that was there, it could just, just kick the ball out right down the middle. The spinners did not spin nearly fast enough. That's true. That, no, that's true. It was not nearly fast enough, but once you hit him, oh yeah, the shot was a little early. But you once you hit it, yeah, especially that left one. The left one was sweet. Um, right when not as sweet. It's, it's, it's the Steve motto. Show me the money. Show, yep, show me the thousands. Show, yep. show me thousands. <laughs> and that Guardians was stressful. So <laughs> So what you're saying is I won. That's what I'm hearing. No, I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying Grand Prix has to win. Not just not just because it's my favorite game. Not just because it's my favorite EM. It, it, it was a yeah. great game. It was a great game. I, I liked playing that better uh, than than Guardians there. And yeah, I would normally. Yeah. I even turned it over it. Replay Florida. I was like, wow, can't believe it. Okay. I over. Canceling my Texas plane flight now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bruce. You're ahead 1 0. What are you going to pick? I'm keeping with the goodness. I mean, you slaughtered me so bad, you literally didn't even have to do rebuttal. I didn't have to, and you didn't either. No, because it wasn't a point. <laughs> it was wasted <laughs> energy. 
So I'm going now with the second best system one, Joker Poker. Great game, great shots, three flippers of good, wholesome fun, terrible sounds, first to admit it, but it's every system one, so just get used to it. Hmm. But you have a great play field. Fun to play. Hit your cards. Make your uh, points so you actually get the 5,000, 4,000. I think it's 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. But you get the pointage. Great game. Enjoyable all the way around. I'd rather play 10 of these than whatever game Ron's picking. I yield the floor again. Oh, really? Oh, really? You would rather play 10 of those than play possibly the greatest early Stern Electronics game ever in Meteor. That's what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got him there, folks. I got him I there big like time. I like the drop target's better on that one. Yeah, no. Meteor. I give you Meteor. Steve Kirk's masterpiece. Based off the hit, um, slightly, <laughs> um, uh, based off the movie Meteor. It's a license. The license. One of the, one of the true great licenses. It was, it was actually their, let's see, that would be their second license. This is Stern's second license game ever. They just killed it here. Steve Kirk is a genius. It has the drop targets. It matches full movie theme integration. In the movie, they use three rockets to blow up the meteor, hence the three rockets in the game. How many people know that? It is great theme integration, a great game, sweepable drop targets. Who doesn't like drop targets? You have memory drop targets on the top with meteor, another great stern innovation. It just is one of the best playing games of, of early solid state of any era. Of, I mean, of any manufacturer. It just, no one, it, 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 there's a reason this thing sold over 7,000 units, their highest production. I give you Meteor. Oh, did I mention it has awesome background sound that increases in intensity as your ball gets more and more along? Yes. Meteor. Suck it. I raised the floor. <laughs> is, that the, is that the movie line? Is that the uh, movie? I think Sean like Connery it. says that in the movie. Suck it, it money, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, well. shit. I'm in the wrong suit. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was in Zardos or whatever the other movie where he wears underwear the whole thing. When it was <laughs> Uh, well, clearly, um, uh, not not just because this this has to be tied going into round three, but Meteor clearly 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 wins. Meteor. No rebuttal even needed? Come on, Meteor, Bruce. What, yeah, you going to rebut me? I mean, no? I, come on. Can we try a rebuttal? I mean, it's going to be tough. You're really going to have to, you know, I'm just telling you now. Uh, let's see. Joker Poker. Um, well, actually, the sound's not bad when it's chimes. Yeah, true. I agree with that. The art is okay. Mm-mm. Eh. Mm-mm. Eh. It's just eh. I, I really don't have much else. Compared to Meteor. And Meteor artwork is not that great either, though. It just takes off the freaking movie poster. How original reality is that? Crickets, I hear. But still that spinner, though. Oh, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but comparing artwork to artwork, I think Joker Poker's a little better. Without the spinner, Meteor's better, Bruce. Okay. 1-1. Mm-hmm. One, one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Ronald. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. All right. Hmm. Man, this is tough. Now go for it. Robo War. Nice. Here we go. A awesome Gottlieb game. You know, people like Bruce who hate all Gottliebs, they would never even take the time to appreciate a game like Robo War. It has an awesome, very makeable ramp. It has multi ball, drop targets. 
it's just a cool theme. You're in the Robo War with all the flashing lights and cool music. You got all of that Gottlieb music. Gottlieb really had it going on here. I mean, what more can you ask for than Robo War? It's just flat out fun in the it's just pure Gottlieb fun way. I mean, Gottliebs are so fun, right, Bruce? We all love Gottliebs. Great art. Did I mention the art? The art is excellent on this game. Great gameplay, great music, multi-ball. What more could you ask for? It's just a fun game. The way you shoot the ramp and it just kind of stops at the top and then just makes it up. It's it's just like Deadpool. It's Deadpool <laughs> before there was Deadpool. It literally reminds me of Deadpool. It does the same thing. Deadpool ripped this game off. That's it. I, I yield the floor. Black Knight Sword of Rage. An incredible third generation of a great game. Now, this is the pro version, which makes it even better. It's just so enjoyable. The jackpot callouts. When you get the Knight's Challenge, oh my god. Coolest thing. You get the old music from the 1980s, Black Knight original. You get the boo-doo-doo-doo-doo. You know, you get the cool stuff. I love the music on this game with the... With uh, what's his name from Anthrax? Great soundtrack. Scott, Scott Ian. Thank you, Scott Ian. Great soundtrack. Great rules from Tim Sexton, friend of the show, friend of all of ours. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Ooh, uh, Ron ignored. Uh, so uh, look at this. So you gotta go up, Black Knight. Sort of rage. Steve Ritchie. Great, great, great. I yield the floor. Uh, okay, Timmy, please forgive me. Please forgive me on this one. <laughs> Black Knight Sword of Rage, and we're talking about the pro because that's what was in the tournament. And I, I said that all. Yep, yep. So I won't, I won't bust on the just infinite play times. You have the same issues you have Black to Black Knight 2000. You have the right flipper for almost everything in the game. It's just right flipper, right flipper, right flipper, right flipper, right flipper. Yeah, I love the awesome multi-ball intro sequence when it says stand up and fight and the whole game. Oh, wait a minute. It doesn't do that. It just starts and then you just skip it anyway. Fail. The artwork is good. I'll give it that. But the gameplay, it just has all these these wonderful stand-up targets we love that you hit and just immediately drain you. We have the flail, cool toy and, toy and all until it drains you. We have a magna save that doesn't work half the time because they put the button in the wrong place. So if you can even get to it, half the time it doesn't seem strong enough to actually get the ball out of the outlane. Anyway, sorry, the best Black Knight was still the first one. Black Knight Sword of Rage. Sorry. Sorry, Timmy. Don't hate me. I yield the floor. Robo War. System 80 be junk. Mm. If you find one that's actually working, congratulations. You've already been ahead of 99% of other owners who own RoboWar. Ground mod issues you need to do and all this other crap just to keep it running. Then it's an okay game. Not a bad game. But the artwork is pretty hideous on that back blast. And it has the stupid head design that you can't even open up the back box to get to any of the good stuff in there. Oh, and can we mention that nice, bright, ugly, fluorescent bulb that freaking washes out half of the freaking back glass anyway? And the displays, alphanumerics, too small. Blue, who wants blue as your alphanumerics? Terrible game. Just put it on the garage heap, throw it out, add some lighter fluid. Light it up, boys. Wow. I yield the floor. Wow. That's impressive that you could insult the color of the Discord display. <laughs> yeah, I don't like blue. I don't, you I never found like blue. new things to insult. I've never heard that one before. I don't like blue. 
but I am partially colorblind, so it does, you know. Very, very interesting, gentlemen. Um, this is very close, actually. Yeah. So you might think it's surprisingly close, but <laughs> man, I but I tell you, that one of these two games I was involuntarily dancing to during the tournament while I was playing it, Imagine. and it was Robo War. Mm-hmm. So I was having I, yeah, I mean, and that game's brutal. It was fun. Black Knight sort of rage. You sort of I sort of devolved into. Please let me live when I hit the stand up, and then please let me live when I hit this flail, and then please let me live when I hit the super. I mean, it's nice to cash in the super. That's good for my scoring. Music's awesome, of course, in Black Knight. Music's funny and quirky in Robo War, and so is the sounds. Ah, I might never play a working Robo War again, though, in my life. Who knows? Who knows? knows? This is really tough. But uh, I think I'm going to have to surprisingly go with RoboWar. Just on the fact. You heard that, Tim. Yes. Oh, man. Go with RoboWar. Don't worry. Don't worry. Tim doesn't listen to the podcast. Just the super surprising (laughs) fun that I had with it. And uh, and Keith, 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 go down the hallway. Oh, that's right. He does listen. About an hour, 20 minutes in, and there you go. And I'll tell you that the counter to Robo War was Tron. That was the that would have won it for uh, probably won it for Bruce. Tron is not a fun game, though. It is it to really, me. I know, but it, I'm not. It's just a terrible game. That was the counter. a terrible game that Bruce owned. And I was waiting. I was real fast. I was waiting for the Tron when Bruce said, when uh, Ron was talking about how how good the music was and all that stuff. And I was waiting for that to be the clue to put to to slam Tron down like a domino, and it would have been over. And also, I'm very glad to see. I mean, even though Bruce picked the Ace of Spades, which is Grand Prix, that neither of you picked the Deuce of Clubs, which is Volley. No, I know. So you it's good. Volley. I know you hate Volley. I hate. I volley. actually like. I actually like Volley because it is Countdown EM. Right. I hate it Volley. Is. I know. Volley. You. Volley eliminated me from the tournament. So. I- I know what your, I know what it is. I hate Volley. <laughs> <laughs> that that fifty fifty coin flip on on both of those outlanes. I hate Volley. Yeah. Tron does it does a great job of being Tron. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean it's it's Tron. That whole thing yep. feels like Tron. That's right. you know if if you were playing a pinball in Tron's world, you would think it would sound and look like that. Right, exactly that. I mean, too. that's yeah, that's pretty much what I always saw when I played. Like, yeah, this this is this is Tron, especially when you play the, the you know, with the correct ramps with the actual you know the the EL wire on it, so they glow like they're yeah. supposed to. Right. That's like a to me. That's a that's not even a mod. That's required. That should have been on there originally. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Tron, they had a bunch of Trons at Free Play Florida. The the the, the video games. Mm. Right, they had another Tron uh, pinball game there too, hiding in that little alcove behind the recognizer. They had they had a big recognizer set up. Yeah, you could play your your Tron and your Gorf and your. Oh yeah, and I and I went to the Gorf controller and I was able to find George Gomez's name in the mm. little checker pattern that he, okay. he hid in there. I was pointing that out for my dad. Like, check it out. There's the Z. There's the M. The G. The O. So I won, Bruce. Barely, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, wow, mm. Bruce is so excited. He's just so excited. I'm so sick. It's not even funny. Oh, I'm sorry, Bruce. You got to get well in time for the tournament. 
I know, because we have now 44 of the 48 people signed up. Wow. For what, Bruce? The Pinball Profile event on December 7th at the Silverball Saloon in East Rochester, New York. Their signups are, I think, still available, I think, until tomorrow, I think you said. Then he's going to take the rest. I'm going to check right now. Well, where can I sign up for this, Bruce? Where do I need to go? You go to Pinball Profile on Facebook, and you go Pinball Profile World Tour Silverball Saloon in East Rochester, New York. What's the address? Silverballsaloon.com. But if you go to Facebook pages, no, 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 your your physical address. It's about Uh, 135 West Coast. Yes, yes, there you go. (laughs) Trying to get you you to say it. (laughs) Steve Bound will say, "Hey, Steve, where's the Silverball Saloon?" Oh, 135 West Commercial Street. East Rochester, New York. Rochester, New York. Signups are uh, must enter by the 27th. There's four spots left, so. Be there, be square. You get a chance to win a lot of good prizes, giveaways. You get $5 off. Everyone that walks in the door who signed up gets $5 off either liquor or food. Nice. You get to play some kick-ass 28 pinball machines. And we have now rushes in the bar. Rush 2049 special editions. There's four. And if you get there a day early, there's going to be a tournament on Friday, I hear. Yes, there will be. And... You get to see Ron Hallett of the world-famous Slam Till podcast on Friday. I will be there, yes. Signing autographs, kissing babies. S- signing autographs. I'll be there Friday, but then I will be driving home early Saturday morning so I can get home in time for the Varney Cup. It's it's a big deal for okay. the 518 area code. Us okay. 518ers who never had a scene before. I'm glad you're so supportive, Bruce. Oh, yeah. Wow. See, if we never had a scene, now we have multiple leagues and multiple locations, and now we're actually going to have an end-of-the-year event. Well, all right. Isn't that awesome? My father even made it. He's he's psyched, I think. That's good. It's going to be at Level Zero Arcade. Mm Mm-hmm. Which Steve has been to Level Zero. Uh Yes, we all have. Yes. I can't really plug it too much. It's like kind of invitational. I mean, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's a secret. It's a secret. it's, It's secretive. Ah, let's see, what else? Oh, some bad news, which everyone knew about but me. My dad knew this, and I didn't know it. The Saratoga Pinball Show is no more. Yep. Wow, really? Yeah, you knew it too. Yep. See, I I don't really hang out on Pinside, and that's where the announcement was. It's actually not even on, it, it wasn't made on Facebook. But I guess people in our league knew, but I never heard it. So I guess it was announced like a month ago. What's going on? What happened? Oh, they just, um, I, the YMCA didn't want to have it there again. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah. Fuck them assholes. <laughs> so after three, after three years and an increasing attendance each year, it is no more. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Thanks, guys. It's going there with the way of the Rochester Game Room Show. Uh, yep. No, no alternate scene possibilities? No alternate... Uh, it, somewhere, anywhere? Adam, the guy who runs it, he was kind of like getting burned out by it. Yeah. I think this was the kind of the last draw when YMCA said, no, we don't want to have it there this year. Like, okay. Bummer. Yeah. The mail ball bag. Oh. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, even that sounded bad. I told you, I'm dying. <laughs> All right, we'll end, we'll end this soon, Bruce. Don't worry. Uh, I got an email from... I'll make sure I said this right. From Daniel 
Hoff Hines, who you used, you gave him the shout out at the end of the episode and completely I butchered did. his name. I always do. Yeah. Uh, he was just curious about like what the shout out is all about. Ah. Maybe you could explain, like, how do you pick these names, Bruce? Ron pressures me every week to find a name. So I have to look up this name under extreme pressure and it has to be different every time. And Ron just makes me it slams every day. Hey, Bruce, did you get that last name yet? Did you get the name yet? Did you get the name yet? And I am so much under pressure, I can't even put up with it anymore. You realize that's the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> you literally came up with it. I didn't even know where you're getting the names from until you told no, me one actually, time. It actually, it actually was from uh, the Magic Garden. Remember the TV show Magic Garden, Steve? Ooh. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. Oh my God! It was, it was, it was a, it was a two females who were in this Magic Garden. They had puppets and everything. At the end of the show. They looked through this magical wand with, like, a mirror on the other end, but it was really clear. And they could see into everyone else's TV, and they go, and I see Jennifer and Debbie and oh, Elizabeth. that's Romper Room. No, it wasn't Romper Room. Yeah. Was, I, see, I, I, see, I see London. I see France. I see all that they, stuff. They used, to, they used to put names out. And yeah. I, and I always got pissed off because they'd never say Bruce. Yeah, but there was this one lady who held the mirror in her hand, and she said, I see Tom, and I see Bill, and I see... And this was they Romper did Room. They did it, but they did it in Romper Room, but they did that first in Magic Garden. Oh, okay. So, Magic Garden, they did this, and I was always pissed off. I, was, I always said to them, I'm like, why the fuck don't they say my name? Why the fuck don't they say my name? What the fuck? And you were saying that when you were five, and probably getting yes, in trouble for it. I was pissed yeah. off. I actually, <laughs> my mom said I was actually pissed off sometimes. I get pissed wrote, off. He wrote waiting for the this station. show for 30 minutes and waiting for it to say my name. And they never say it. I'm like, Mom, what the hell? You know, what, what's going on, Mom? What did I do wrong? And she's like, nothing, nothing. Come on. They don't like gingers. That's what it was. Oh, I see. Now we're going to get into that. Oh. So I did it as my little thing saying, hey, if I knew somebody who's listening and following the show, I would try to say as many people as I knew. So I think I've done like 130 different times, which is pretty cool. And typically, haven't you been getting it from the Facebook page? Yes. Like basically when, when you like our Facebook page, you, you just might hopeful. get your name mentioned. Yes. And um, actually, <laughs> David David Hoffhein says, uh, P.S. TNA is a good game. No, no it's not. Yes, it is. And you're talking about one flip wonder, back, back flip, back flip, back flip. I crushed it, though, so I, I, it doesn't even bother me anymore. It's a good game, right, Steve? It, it's a good game. Yep. Mm-hmm. I crushed it, though, you know, so it's not even, you know, if anybody. Because you're such a superior player, like, you could totally hate a game and still crush it. Yep. That's how good you are. And that's why we've had three locally have all sold. Okay, Bruce. Uh uh, let's see. We had a couple more. We we it's some more ideas for segments, which we haven't used yet. So that's good. We'll keep it a good work. We really suck. We asked for that. We get all these ideas, and then we haven't done anything. Yep. So guess what? Now it is on Ron. Yeah, it's on me to to come up with some something to make it happen. Make it so number one. Make it so number one with the number two in your face. Uh, I think that's enough with the mail. Bruce is getting. Uh, Bruce is sick. I am sicker than a dog, and I got to work tomorrow, so it's not going to be fun. To ask me what I did on my day off today, Steve. What did you do on your day off today? Oh, I'm sorry, no, Bruce. What did you do on your day off today? <laughs> Fix rush machines. Mm. Mm. Does that involve monitors? They're all been replaced. Ah. I've got them, all four have been rebuilt. 
No, I actually pulled a monitor out of the next game that's in the lineup. NFL, Namco, Namco, NFL football. Okay. You remember that? No. It's like X's and O's, but with four four rollers, color with teams and everything. Jets, Giants, all that kind of good stuff. When you said X's and O's, I'm thinking of the pinball machine. Like, what does that have no, to do with it? No, 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 no. The original NF Atari football X's and O's. Okay. Like that. With, like Gridiron Fight, but better. Ah, oh. Okay. Ooh. With four players. Have you ever heard of this game, Steve? I can imagine it in my mind, yes. Look it, it up, was, look it up. Yeah, look it up. I, I remember seeing this game. It's like a big oversized cabinet. Yep. Like, is it? Does it look kind of close to the dimensions of, say, Gauntlet? No, 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 no. It looks exactly like the old Atari X's and O's. Flat. You had the roller. Like, gridiron. Oh, okay. Waste. Oh, yes. Like, 10 yard fight. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now I know. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a big honking. So <laughs> yeah. the, monitor, the monitor is 27 inches, and I had to lift it out of this machine today. Nice. Vertically. But you you did powerlifting in, like, college or something, right? I, I think I did. Yeah. I don't I remember. Only, but I I he doesn't back. remember too many roids back I, then. I only broke my back when I was younger. You know what the hell? You know. Ah, <laughs> uh, I will leave this. This one takeaway I had from Free Play Florida. I hate Gilligan's Island. Mm, oh, hot, God, hot like, take! Like, wow, that's a hot now, take. Now, but but oh, I mean, most people most people will say it, but I will say this: I like the play field for Gilligan's Island. If someone's actually, if you've actually played it, it has. Interesting shots. It even has like repeatable loop shots. I mean, it has is a bunch of really interesting, fun to shoot shots. It has a really cool toy and the little revolving thing. But the rule set <laughs> is just horrible. It is one of just the worst rule sets I think I've ever seen on a game. Just what they make you do. When the sounds are terrible. Ah, uh, the music is terrible. Yes. Oh God. But if you've ever played it, you have to assemble all of the ingredients for the lava seltzer mm-hmm. to bring it to Kona, the, the, volcano. The, the, the volcano. And you do this, and then you hit a, a scoop, and it starts the mode, and then you have to hit a ramp. How many times do you think you have to hit the ramp, Bruce, to actually get the jackpot? Four or five, if I remember correctly. I think it's six. Four, okay. yeah. Because it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, fifty, right? Because because there's there's like five inserts, like one through five million. Yeah, the the, sixth shot is the fifty million. The fifty million. Yes, and you have about thirty, forty seconds to do this. So if you start missing the ramp, if you miss the ramp more than maybe twice, forget you will you will will (laughs) not get the fifty million. And when it times out, guess what? You start all over again. All over again. All over again. To yeah, me, great. that's what kills it. I mean, maybe I, I couldn't get to it a second time. Maybe Steve would know. If you get to a second time, does it like keep your progress, or do you just no, you do it start again? Over. You, no, you got to start, no, no, so start over. It's all yeah. fresh. So if I reassemble the ingredients and go in a second time, you know, yeah, unlike, say, F14 Tomcat, that will keep track of your progress. No. It doesn't. Okay. No. So, yes. got a million now. Mm-hmm. It's, that's total shit. Yes, it is. I was just like playing it. It's just like, damn! If only this had a better rule set, because the play field is not bad at all. And the funny thing is, has has anyone seen like all the old the Williams promo videos? 
that are out on the internet. They used to have for mm-hmm. all the games. I think they were oh, yes. from like Party yeah. Zone all yeah. the way to the last one. They had these promo videos that would go to, I would assume, distributors. Mm-hmm. That would say, you know, how great the new game's going to be and all that. When they had Gilligan's Island. They had Bob Denver on it. No, no, they didn't have Bob Denver on it. Well, Bob, what's his no, name? No, no, they had Ward Pemberton, the designer. And when he shows, he's going through the rules of this game. Guess how he does it? With the ball in hand. In his hand, and the glass off. And you hit this, then you hit this, and then you hit the ramp. Then you hit it again, then you hit it again, then you hit it again, then you hit it again. Of course you do. Because you're doing it with your hand, you idiot. Yeah. Don't even put the glass on. Just just use the flippers. I want to see you do it, pal. That's my takeaway from Free Play Florida. I hate Gilligan's Island. That is all. So thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Thank you, Steve. For coming on. And we'll have Steve on once the game is fully released so we can get an in behind the scenes. In depth review. In-depth. Hell, I might review, I, I might interview him at Free Play Florida. I'm going to be, what am I saying? Let me try that Free again. Free Play Florida, really? Yeah. Next year? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I love Steve's little quirk. <laughs> we'll leave that in. But I meant to say Texas Pinball Festival. Ooh. I will be there. It's going to be exciting. I'll uh, let's see. Do I have, I, yeah, I can record on this thing. I think I recorded Timmy on this once. Timmy! But, um, yep, I can't wait. I mean, it looks... I mean, it's... Unfortunately, it's probably going to be the first time I'm going to get to play it, unfortunately. I'm going to have to wait, like, four months. You're killing me, Steve. It's too long. It's too long. Yeah, look at it. You you can't wet the appetite and then wait four months. That's not fair. look at it. Just look at it. Just <laughs> That's funny. Just think how awesome the production art will be that you can't see yet. Yes. Uh, I'm really curious. See, Bruce probably feels a similar way. I'm more interested, or as interested, to see what's under the play field. Mm-hmm. Yes, me too. I want to see, see the what the set. mechs look like. See what the board, board set is. See what the cabinet's going to look like. Because I think Robert Mueller said, like, this isn't the production cabinet. So it, I'm very curious to see what all that's going to look like, and especially and, and Bruce probably even more because he's he's operating the games from a service side. He's going to want to see what this stuff looks like. Mm-hmm. So when he gets ready to put Raza on at you know at Silver Ball Saloon, he'll be able to fix it. Ready? Mm-hmm. 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 He wants to see like cup holders, standard, <laughs> I standard do. cup, cup holders, holders for bar. Pay, yeah, bar. That would be pretty cool, actually. You just mm-hmm. get a cup holder with the game. That would be a nice mm-hmm. thing to throw in. Wouldn't you rather have that than the goodie bag? What is yep. it in a goodie bag? A few rubbers, a spare bulbs, plastic, fuses. bulbs, fuses. When you would you rather have like cup holder? Just just throwing it out there. Just throwing out the ideas. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You you, you need. You sound like you need to go to bed. I want to. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm exhausted. Yeah, sounds like an offshoot of the meltdown right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yes. Oh, so this has been episode 137. Oh, God. Now he's going to make me want to fucking find a name now. Fuck. <laughs> See the pressure I get put under? Look yeah, at the pressure so, I get so put under. So much pressure. So much pressure. So you like the weather out there, Steve? Uh, I got yes, my I phone. I do very much. Yes, I figured. We came from Florida. Get back here. It's like, actually, it was like 50 degrees. So it's not it's terrible. 54 today, yeah. So it's it not terrible. It's actually not, not that bad here. But... Being in Florida for a couple of days always makes me like, you know, I could get used to this. I could totally get used to this. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then go back home in November, December and yep. suffer. Yep. Suffer. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah. It's even worth it if you go to Indesk. Oh, yeah. Which I'm assuming you're probably going to. Flying to Palm Springs is like, there's palm trees at this airport, and now I have to fly back and suffer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still looking. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to waste more air time. <laughs> we're not editing this out. <laughs> no, we're not editing it out, Bruce. You're going to see what every, all the listeners will see what you they'll hear what you do to me on a regular basis. It's what I get fucking done. Peer pressure. I'm fucking sick. I know who I'm going to say. I know who I'm going to say. You know who you're um, going to say? I know. Okay. Thanks to everybody. Uh, we're not going to mention anyone this week except uh, FOMO bonus. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Steve, why don't you plug yeah. your stuff? Since yeah, we have you on. Okay, cool. I can plug my stuff. Funwithbonus.com. Funwithbonus on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and also the Meltdown Pinball Podcast. Catch it on your favorite podcatcher. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Cody Perez. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my.